Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of The Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Oh, hello, 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 my beloved. I'm so happy to be with you. And I'm live. <laughs> of course I'm live. <laughs> but I'm, I'm live from Glastonbury, England. And forgive me, you have to forgive me if I have a little bit of an English accent or an Irish accent uh, because of a week in Ireland, a week in Germany, and a week in England. And uh, I... I pick up an accent so quickly. And so I I noticed that all day long, people will say in conversation, whatever they're saying, and I say things like, lovely. Oh, that's brilliant. So (laughs) it's fun. I'm having a good time. And I go back to Los Angeles tomorrow. I've been praying all over Europe. And I'm inviting you to pray with me right now. Place your hand on your heart, please. Let's take that holy breath of love and gratitude together and be so grateful and so thankful for the love of God living through us and as us. Taking this holy breath right now, we bless our conversation. We bless this dialogue of love that we're engaging in that is our very life. We're dialoguing with the higher Holy Spirit self and invoking divine grace into our awareness fully and completely sharing the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. In grace and gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Yes. Oh, my goodness. So I'm staying in Glastonbury at a place, a lovely place called the Daisy Center. And it's run by a woman named Daisy. And uh, she is uh, in profound connection with the angels and the beings of love and light. And so we have had a great connection. Well, I've been here, and I tell you, I'm determined to come back here. It's just a lovely place, so beautiful and so healing. I've been walking around Glastonbury all day, all afternoon, going to the uh, Glastonbury Abbey, and which now really is just um, remains of buildings, but it's quite beautiful. And this is where it's believed that the remains of King Arthur and Queen Guinevere were found. And uh, King Arthur's remains are here. I went up to St. Michael's Tor. Tor means hill. There's a tower up there on top of this amazing hill up above Glastonbury and uh, an amazing view and uh, so I made prayers up there and then I went to the chalice well and uh, the well is believed to have sprung up naturally when Mary's uncle Joseph brought the Holy Grail 
the cup that Jesus used at the Last Supper and planted it there along with some of Jesus' blood and sweat from the crucifixion. And uh, so the well is there, and it has a very red, rusty water, and it's quite drinkable. I had a big glass of it myself this afternoon, so I'm feeling very energized. The The red water is red because of the iron and magnesium in it. It's a beautiful place, the Chaliswell Gardens. So I've I've only had one full day here in Glastonbury, but it's been absolutely lovely. The sun came out today. It was so beautiful. So what does this have to do with A Course in Miracles? It has to do with A Course in Miracles because I'm living A Course in Miracles everywhere I go. So I'm walking the talk and living the love everywhere I go. And when I was in London on the weekend, I did several workshops about living A Course in Miracles. And what I find all over the world, or at least where I've been in the last few weeks in Europe, is that people are truly hungry and ready to live it. So many people have realized that just studying it does not do anything for them. It does not make them more awake and aware. It's the living it that makes them more awake and more aware. And this is what is exciting to me. This is what is profoundly exciting to me because we can live it. We can live it in the most beautiful way. And when we decide to do that, then our life changes. One of the things that I find is so difficult for many spiritual seekers is that they deeply desire to live it. And yet, for some reason, the actual practice of love eludes them. And when it eludes them, there is a deep sense of pain and suffering that they experience. And I, I am very familiar with this. I wish I could say that I wasn't, but I am very familiar with it. And that's what compels me to share as I do. So, one of the things I just would like to tell you I've really become aware of as I've been visiting these sacred sites. So on Sunday, I was at Stonehenge. Monday, I was at the uh, Salisbury Cathedral where the a copy of the Magna Carta is. And uh, it's a very holy place. It's a, a, a magnificent, extraordinary cathedral. It's a medieval cathedral, as is the one here in Glastonbury. So it was built over 750 years ago, the Salisbury Cathedral, 750 years ago. We don't have anything in L.A., where I'm from, that's even remotely 750 years old, just the dirt, (laughs) the beach. So it's uh, been absolutely amazing to walk around these old towns, these medieval towns, and these ancient buildings. And one of the things that I feel, too, as I'm here, is that there's a, a lot of old energy. In some places, there's very stuck energy. As I was driving through some of the towns, I really felt that that people were really feeling trapped and imprisoned, not that they are, of course, but by the um, family beliefs, the old beliefs, the false beliefs about what's possible for them. And as I've been going from country to country, people have been 
so excited to hear what I'm sharing about literally just living in love. Because there are so many spiritual seekers everywhere in the world who do not require of themselves what I think of as discipline and devotion. And I did not require of that, that of myself for a very long time. And it wasn't until I really did require it that I began to have the extraordinary miraculous healing that I believe we're all able to experience. Yes. It's the kind of suffering that people have when, for instance, they are um, reading spiritual books, going to spiritual classes and workshops and things like that, but they still give themselves permission to judge their loved ones, to judge their co-workers and their neighbors, to judge themselves, and they don't hold themselves accountable for the thoughts that they're choosing to think. Now, it does require great devotion and discipline to really say, I am going to call myself back to my loving heart whenever I travel away into the land of the ego. So one of the great, great tools is for me simply to interrupt the ego pattern because the patterns are very, very thick sometimes. Sometimes we have been raised in a particular way of thinking, a particular false belief, and we have believed it our whole lives. And so it feels very concretized. It feels like concrete. But we can get in there and soften it up, loosen it up, and even dissolve it and resolve it permanently so we never experience it again. This is what we can do with the negative patterns. And it does require us to be attentive, devoted, and disciplined. Now, I know for a long time, I thought that being dedicated, devoted, and disciplined being attentive and and vigilant for God would be awful. It would be painful, and I'd be suffering, and I'd hate it, and I'd feel restricted. I wrote an article for Miracle Worker magazine in uh, the UK, and uh, I was reminded of it because it's in the current issue, but <laughs> I guess it's the November-December issue. And um, But I forgot about it because I wrote it a ways back. And so I was reminded of it this weekend when I was speaking there, teaching there over the weekend. And in it, I talked about how an important part of my journey back in the 90s when uh, I was in classes, in the pre-practitioner training classes at Agape. And I remember so clearly driving around Los Angeles in my little Honda hatchback. And I remember listening to tapes of the Agape choir, and I was singing in the choir at the time. And I would sing along, and I would sing with tears running down my face, so grateful and so thankful that I was finally following my heart's desire and clearing away the false beliefs, the negative thinking, the ego attachments, the shame, the blame, the judgments, the resentments, the regrets, the hurt, the worry, the doubt, the fear, 
And I was so grateful and so thankful to be in real community doing that work. And I remember thinking that uh, when I would drive around in the car listening to those tapes from Agape, that I, I would be having my conversation with God, like Neil Donald Walsh. I was having my conversation with God in the car. <laughs> and I remember thinking, I am giving 70% of my life to God. You hear that, God? I'm going to give 70% of my life to you. And I'm so grateful and thankful to to do this, to give my life to you. It's a celebration of love. 70%. Oh, my goodness. Who does that? Nobody I know gives 70% of their life to God. But that's what I'd like to do. That's what I'm interested in. I'm going to truly live in my heart. And then uh, a year later, driving around Los Angeles, thinking, Okay, 80%, God, 80%. I'm going to give 80% of my life to you. I don't want to have that sense of separation. Almost all of my life, I'm giving it to you. Use me, God, 80% of the time. 80 for you, 20 for me. 80%, God. And I thought, wow, God should be so happy about that. 80%. Oh, my goodness. That's, for heaven's sakes, 80% is practically the whole thing. 80%. It's more than two-thirds, 80%. (laughs) So then I got to the point where 90%. God, take 90% of my life, please. Use it for good. Allow me to give 90% of my life to love. And then, not too much longer, 95%. I just need 5%. I just need a little patch of land 5% for Jennifer 95% for God in that 5% I could do whatever I needed to do I could smoke crack I could get drunk I could go have sex with a stranger I could do any kind of crazy crazy thing that I might feel compelled to do not that I probably would feel compelled to any do any of those things but I thought you know that 5% I can be rude to a telemarketer if that happens or just whatever happens I I I can just have a little bit of space so that was how I was operating 5% for me 95% for God But then I reached a point where I simply wanted to be all in for God and give 100% of my life to God because I reached a point where I realized, wow, why would I want to hold anything back? Why would I want to hold that 5% back? Living in this 95% is fantastic. I love it. It's great. I've never been happier. I've never felt more free or more fulfilled. Why would I hold anything back? And so I truly, with tears running down my face, said, God, take my whole life. Take all of it. Leave me no part of it. No separation. And then once I moved into that space of total commitment and surrender, that incredible word surrender, which really means not giving up. It's giving over. It's not holding anything back anymore. It's really being in that openness, in that 
true feeling of restoration and freedom. So I moved into that place of total surrender and willingness, or so I thought. I was getting closer and closer. And but mentally, I was there. I was there, and I was still working my heart uh, in, into the fullness of that space. And so, what I realized then, once I made the total commitment to purification, clarification, healing, transformation, then I had the realization that all of the things that I thought I might like to do in that five percent, ten percent that I had been holding back. I had judged those things as bad and wrong. And I had judged myself as being identified with the one who is bad and wrong and does bad and wrong things. I had such a total misidentification. I was totally identified with the ego. And now I am identified with the spirit. Although every day I notice that judgments arise, complaints arise, and that's where my work is. And I do my work so gladly every day. It used to be when I would think a thought of uh, judgment or negativity, I would uh, go into a place of judging myself and I would think, oh, no, look. Look at what a reluctant uh, student you are. You're holding the. You're holding these negative thoughts. Now, when I discover a negative thought or belief, I think, "Woohoo! I can clear that out. I can have more freedom. I can have more clarity. I can make a holy offering of this thought to the higher Holy Spirit self, and I can experience more freedom and joy and." I share the benefits with everyone because I'm one with them. I'm so grateful and so thankful that I can truly let go now and forever of all the thoughts that no longer serve me. So this is now the focus of my life. And this is what I share in all of my classes. So we're coming to our break here. And as we go to the break, I'm going to invite you to go to jenniferhadley.com. And on the homepage there, you'll see the information for Masterful Living. I invite you to click through to the Masterful Living page. There's free downloads and things there. So if you are interested in getting some support in making this shift too. You're listening to A Course in Miracles at Unity Online Radio. I'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the love, walking the talk. So we're back. I'm in Glastonbury, England, and I fly back home to Los Angeles tomorrow. And we're talking about true surrender. True surrender and building that discipline to give it over for our own holiness day after day. that That's what A Course in Miracles is about. That's what the 365 lessons is about. And it really is as simple as if you're feeling irritated, you're feeling frustrated or upset, you're feeling despondent, sad, hurt, 
to be willing to say to yourself, I don't know what anything is for. I don't know what anything is for. Because I have found, for me personally, that whenever I am in judgment, then I'm saying, I know what this is for, and it's for crap. It's for not good. It shouldn't be this way. I don't want this to be this way. And the truth is, how do I know? Until I have reached the atonement, I've awakened, I've ascended, and I can see through all directions of time and space, I don't know what anything is for. I might think I know, but I do not actually know. And so for me, until I can see through all directions of time and space, it's better for me not to judge. That is the point of view that gives me the peace. So Course in Miracles has so many lessons that are about this over and over and over again. And it really starts with, I don't know what anything is for. I'm never upset for the reason I think. For me personally, I've recognized that every time I'm upset, it's because I'm in judgment. And you know, it's, it's, Something that many people do not see. Okay. So check this out. To me, true forgiveness is non-judgment. True forgiveness is non-judgment. And if you do not judge in the first place, then you will find that you don't get a lot of forgiveness lessons, that there's not a lot to forgive because you're not in judgment. And if you can think of anything that you're really uh, upset over, that you're really bothered by, and that you haven't been able to forgive, if you can identify what are the judgments that you cherish holding on to what are the judgments that you have given yourself permission to energize and would you be willing to change your mind and release the judgment it's not saying that whatever happened is okay and that you don't mind it it's really as simple as saying I am not going to hold that as a judgment anymore. I'm going to set myself free. I'm going to set love free in my heart, in my life, and in my mind. So I'm inviting you to also go to jenniferhadley.com and, you know, I have so many access to so many free things there. One of the free things that you can access is uh, on the blog Page, my daily spiritual espresso blog on the blog page you can find there uh, one of the categories is forgiveness and when you click on the the forgiveness there you can find many of those forgiveness blogs uh, the writings about forgiveness have a printout that you can download and print out it's my forgiveness letter exercise. So many people who have participated in my classes are very familiar with that and I give it to you for free on the website there. It's also if on the home page if you register for the free download of get over it then you will um 
get an email with a link to the forgiveness letter as well. It works so well. So I invite you to use that technique, that tool. That's what I do. I offer tools. I think of them as power tools to help with the forgiveness and to help with the healing. Now, one thing I'd like to mention is uh, just a story that I heard last weekend when I was teaching in London, and I love it. So um, I had a couple of students there from Finding Freedom class, and I had some students there from the year-long Masterful Living class. And someone was asking uh, one of the Masterful Living students who had also taken Finding Freedom what the benefits were of taking these classes. And she said something I thought it was so lovely, lovely, lovely. Um, She said that what she realized is that a plumber or a carpenter, when they go to work, they have their toolbox, their toolkit, and they have specific tools for specific jobs. And she said that that's what being in class with me is like, that you get specific tools for specific jobs. And then you realize wherever you go, whatever you're doing, if there's a concern, if there is an upset, you can go to your toolbox and use the tools. I loved hearing that because that's exactly how I feel about it. It feels like I have been given, and I think it's only ask and ye shall receive ask, and it is given because it already has been given, that we've all been given these tools and that they are very simple. And for me, I used to feel so upset and so distressed, mostly because I gave myself permission to be judgmental and unkind. And I would feel so despairing of my own lack of surrender, my own lack of inner fortitude. And so I kept asking, help me, help me, help me, help me. And so that's how I came to recognize these tools that I now share in my classes. And one of them is that forgiveness letter, and I offer it to everyone for free. I hope you will use it. I hope you will direct your friends and loved ones to it, because it's very simple, but it's also very thorough, and it really, really works. brings uh, such deep and profound healing. And this is a time when many of us are really willing to do the work because we don't want to suffer anymore. So one of the things I'd like to share with you as well is it it's becoming clearer and clearer that now is the time for us. And by us, I mean those of us who are spiritual seekers and light workers. I think of myself as a professional light worker. I even call uh, myself a lightpreneur, like an entrepreneur light worker. And I meet so many lightpreneurs all over the place. And one of the things that causes such deep suffering for spiritual students is when we know better, but we don't do better. We give ourselves permission to play small. We give ourselves permission not to walk the talk. And it's so upsetting 
we really hurt ourselves when we do that. Of course, it's not a lasting hurt. We can change our mind at any time, but very often we can end up suffering over our suffering. And what I see, for instance, is I talk to many people who know the practices of non-judgment and forgiveness, and they know how powerful and beautiful and life-changing they are, but they still give themselves permission to be really angry, really upset, really judgmental, really withholding love and forgiveness against the people that they love most in the world, against the, the people who are their sacred friends, their co-workers and loved ones. And what I see that sets in amongst many of these uh, light workers is a deep despair that they are not choosing dedication and devotion. And so they're not accessing the healing and the clarity that comes from choosing spiritual devotion and dedication. And it's not easy. I mean, God knows I have not found it to be easy. But what I do believe is true for most, if not all of us, because it was my experience and I've seen it happen with others, is that if we are dedicated, if we are devoted, that we reach a tipping point. And it is a beautiful and miraculous thing to reach that point where it's no longer extremely difficult. It starts to get easier and easier. It's no longer pushing that weight up a hill. It's now rolling it down the hill. So in this particular time in our lives, it's really quite extraordinary. This is what I have seen particularly in uh, just since we moved into December. So I just want to share a few things that I'm aware of and you see what you're aware of and make notes of comparison. Spiritual, um, well, research, I guess we could call it, that we're sharing our experiences here. So I'll share mine with you. And I, uh, I know that December started on last Saturday. And so um, the we're on the countdown, uh, it, you know, in here in medieval England, um, people have a, a different relationship to the Advent calendar. So it's the 25 days of Christmas counting down to the darkest day of the year. And then such joy when we uh, move into the Christmas Eve and the Christmas, and now we're heading towards the light and the lightest day of the year, the turning of one year to the next. So it's it's really quite a miraculous time. It is a time of great mystical opening. This has been my Christmas experience, and I've had a number of Christmases where I took it in silent meditation. And uh, this year, David Hoffmeister and I, we are doing a week-long Christmas retreat, and then we're doing a week-long New Year's retreat. So people can come and do both weeks back-to-back or one week either week. So it's uh, it's quite interesting. And... Uh, 
the Mayan calendar, as you may well know, ends on December 21st, which is the day of the winter solstice. Um, of course, I was just at Stonehenge, and uh, that winter solstice is a big, big deal there. They get thousands of people, and this year, no doubt, they will get many, many thousands of people. And uh, if you've never been to Stonehenge, I encourage you to go. I think next year I'm going to organize a group uh, to come and do these sacred sites again with me because I really have just felt such profound healing and expansion while visiting these sites. Anyway, so the winter solstice, the December 21st, is the end of the Mayan calendar. And there's been a lot of controversy about what that means. And I'll just tell you what it means to me is the end of this particular period in humanity. And to me, what I believe is coming forth and that you and I, as spiritual students and seekers, we're calling forth the golden age of enlightenment. And so it is like moving through the birth canal. It is challenging and it is sometimes frightening and messy and difficult and painful. And it can get a whole lot easier. So that is up to us. So the 21st is the end of the Mayan calendar. Now, there are 12 days in December prior to 12-12-12. December 12th, the 12th month, the 12th day of 2012. And so then there are 12 days after that to before Christmas, to December 24th, Christmas Eve. And so it's, it's kind of interesting that we've got the 12s going on here. 12 days to 12, 12, 12, and then 12 more days to Christmas Eve and welcoming the Christ presence on the 25th. And... I can tell you, I think that there's something extraordinary going on here, and it is our wake-up call. So I'm inviting you to participate in it, either on a big way or a little way, so you can move into total surrender, dedication, and devotion. Of course, that option is always available to you. And the teachings of A Course in Miracles, the lessons are perfectly designed to help you do that. <laughs> and then. The other thing that you can do is you can just begin to look for the little opportunities to change your mind and choose love, to be more patient, to be more kind, to be more available to the good in your life, right? This is our divine option. This is our holy opportunity that I don't know about you, but I used to think ahead all the time and I would think, oh, that's going to be awful. That's going to be difficult. That's going to be hard. And so often I hear spiritual students around me saying things like that. Oh, that's not going to go well. Oh, that's not going to be good. Oh, that's not going to be fun. Just all, all the time declaring what they do not wish to see, what they do not wish to experience, and affirming that it will be the way they do not wish it to be. 
Now, we, the students of New Thought and A Course in Miracles, we know better than that. Course in Miracles teaches us that all thought produces form at some level. And the form that it produces is our experience, our feelings. So we can change our mind and we will have a totally different experience. Now, sometimes it does feel like it takes a little bit of time for our experience to catch up with the change in thinking. So let's get started right now. Let us be truly prepared to welcome the Christ presence on December 25th. Let us be in that place of expecting the awakening. We can do this, and I'm inviting you to join me. This is my joy, to walk with spiritual seekers who are truly interested in transforming their lives. I've seen so many people in Masterful Living this year and in Finding Freedom this year have profound healing and profound transformation. I know that when I began offering uh, the Masterful Living class, I had no idea what I was in store for, (laughs) but it's been wonderful. We're finishing year four, so we're going into a break now, and uh, you can take a look at what I'm offering uh, for Masterful Living at jenniferhadley.com. There's lots of free downloads there on the Masterful Living page, so I invite you to do that. I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to Living a Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio. I'll be right back. Now and then, life is challenging. I may not welcome challenge itself, but I welcome the opportunity to learn from whatever arises, to grow in understanding, to flex my spiritual muscles. Every day is a new day, a fresh start. No situation or circumstance can hold me back. My life is not only about what's happening to me, it's also what's happening through me. The Christ within is my source of unlimited wisdom and creativity. I do my best when I respond to any challenge from my Christ nature, rather than reacting impulsively from my human nature. Every day I pursue what enriches me, enjoying the journey to my goals as much as the destination. This inspirational message is brought to you by Daily Word. Daily Word. Inspiration and practical teachings to help people of all faiths live healthy, prosperous, and meaningful lives. Give Daily Word to yourself or a friend and give the gift of hope, joy, peace, and encouragement. Order your subscriptions today online at dailyword.com. You have a good life and are grateful for it. But what if you stretched beyond good and shifted to amazing? Join Reverend Temple Hayes, Senior Minister of the First Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, as she guides you on a journey to an amazing life. Transcend the need for acceptance of others and be an example of living the truth. Empower your life and fully express the wondrous energy, love, and joy you hold in your wildest imagining. Joyfully and actively know that more important than what happens after you die is the deeper and enriching concern for what happens while you're living. How can you experience an amazing life right now? 
Learn how each week on From Good to Amazing. Mondays at 4 p.m. Central Time right here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. been listening to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. If you have a question or comment about today's program, or if you'd like to join the discussion, visit us on Facebook at A Course in Miracles Pledge, where you can join with the community of like-minded people who have pledged to live A Course in Miracles every day in every way. Now, back to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. It's 4.44 here in uh, Glastonbury, England. (laughs) I love that. 4.44, the number of the angels. And I'm at the Daisy Center, which is really dedicated to the angels. So it's perfect. And uh, I'm sipping some tea here. I've become... I've become used to drinking Earl Grey, which is one of my favorite teas. Oh, I miss my rainforest tea. I forgot to bring it with me, so I haven't had any um, rainforest tea. I look forward to having some when I get home. So I'm sipping my tea here in uh, in the late afternoon, having tea time with you. And we're talking about true surrender and really living the love, walking the talk. This is the the thing that has brought me such miraculous healing and transformation. And so what I know is that it is so much easier to do this when we have spiritual companions, what A Course in Miracles calls mighty companions. And I'm inviting you to really consider me as a companion with you and to consider moving into that dedication and that devotion because you can. And it is about becoming so mindful and not giving yourself permission anymore to choose negativity, to choose that which no longer serves. So it is about becoming disciplined. It is about becoming devoted. I love what Reverend Michael Beckwith calls it. He calls it a discipline, and that's really how it feels to me. So it's interesting how I, I was saying uh, last weekend in London at one of the classes that we will trade the fullness of heaven, the entirety of heaven, for a complaint or a judgment, we will give ourselves permission to keep ourselves in this experience of hell and discomfort and separation only because we refuse to give up our judgments and opinions. I know that that was true for me, and I see it, that it's true for many other people. What I can tell you is that 
when you first begin, it might feel excruciating to give up your judgments and opinions. But once you get used to it, you realize, oh my gosh, all heaven is breaking out in my life. And it's so worth it. Why did I cling to those judgments and opinions? They were ruining my life and creating so much dis-ease, discomfort. Lack of harmony, blocking the harmony, blocking the, blocking the abundance and the prosperity. We can set ourselves free. So this is what I am inspired to do even more than ever before. And I noticed that for me personally, it's becoming even easier to be even more disciplined. And I do believe it is because there is more light and more support pouring into the third dimension and we can access it and use it for our good right now. So it's about if you're feeling upset, you can choose again. And so cultivating that discipline that you begin to count your blessings every day. I know for me, one of the things that I've started to do just even in the last couple of months is um, I, I teach this in all my classes that to begin the moment you come into awareness and you awaken in the morning to pray. And for me, uh, for many, many years, I prayed to live as the Christ consciousness, to demonstrate God's love and to remember that my hands are the hands of God. My mind is the mind of God. My heart is the heart of God. My life is the life of God. And I am dedicating myself to that life of love. And now in the morning when I wake up, I invoke the I am presence into my awareness and remember I am that I am. I am the God presence in my own life. And so I hand the day over and all the decisions to the higher Holy Spirit self been having this conversation with many Course in Miracles teachers, Gary Renard, David Hoffmeister, Ian Patrick, so many who uh, we, we teach about invoking the Holy Spirit. And so many Course in Miracles students can even begin to think that the Holy Spirit is separate from themselves and that they're not one with the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit is separate from them. But the Holy Spirit is our true identity. It is our natural state. And so we're waking up and we're remembering that right now. Yes, we are. And there is so much support. I really invite you to go to iTunes, search for my name, and you will find the Unity podcast of this radio show. And, of course, if you're listening on the website right now, you can... uh go there and get the downloads of previous episodes, more than a year's worth. And to listen to the one I did in Ireland, in Ireland, with Lorna Byrne. She's a, a wonderful mystic there. She's written three beautiful books. And uh, the conversation I had with her about the angels was so inspiring and I really hope you will listen to that as well so I want to point that to you of course it's totally free for you to download and listen to so I invite you to do that 
And as we're getting closer and closer to the end of this year and the end of the Mayan calendar, I'm inviting you to really begin to focus on what is it you'd like to create for yourself. Because as A Course in Miracles says, it's difficult to understand that our thought and our belief combine into such a power that it can literally move mountains. And as I say all the time, including a mountain of your crap. Because that has been my experience, that a a mountain of crap has been moved by me focusing my mind and my heart in one direction, and that is the direction of love, the direction of clarity, the direction of peace and true forgiveness, which is non-judgment. So it does take a discipline, it does take discipline and devotion, and I can remember thinking, I can't bear to be disciplined i can't bear to be devoted oh no i i i need to be free and that's why i told you the story at the beginning of the show the radio show that i used to hold back a percentage of my my life energy because I thought I needed it in order to be upset or complain or judge or whatever uh, negative thing I thought I might really want to do. And what the greatest day of my life is when I said, I'm not interested in that anymore. And I began to really set myself free. And so I reached that tipping point. I reached that tipping point, and you can too. You can too. It's You will see it when you believe it. You will see it when you believe it, and that's up to you. So we change our heart, we change our mind, and we release the sense of negativity, blame and shame, regret and resentment, and we allow our own higher Holy Spirit self to do the heavy lifting. Yes, yes, yes. Now, if you would like a a hand to hold throughout this process, people are still joining Masterful Living. I mean, uh, Finding Freedom, my seven-week spiritual boot camp, and they are preparing to start Masterful Living on January 1st. Now, January 1st, I'm offering the first class of Masterful Living, and you can also uh, sign up for a two-class series called New Year's Intentions. But let us decide now to begin our new year with that discipline so that we bring forth the highest and best for ourselves, our families, and for the world. So I invite you to place your hand on your heart right now and to know ah, that holy breath of love and gratitude is breathing you right now. We give over to the higher Holy Spirit self and we declare that we are available for love now and forever. In grace and gratitude, we share the benefits of our healing and our expansion with everyone, because we're one with them. In grace and gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 Thank you so much. Next week, I'll be back in Los Angeles. You have a great rest of the week. And remember, go to the Masterful Living page at jenniferhadley.com and get all your free stuff. Have a great week.